1: Nothing has changed since the last time we talked about the overwhelming level of construction activity in the Young Eglinton area. Last night, more than 250 people turned out to a community meeting where residents called the congestion and traffic they face daily as something that is inhuman. They're pleading for a traffic light at Young and Erskine. That's the intersection where two months ago, Evangeline La Rosa was killed by a cement truck driver. The residents also want more enforcement. They don't see enough tickets on illegally parked vehicles, and they also want heavy trucks to have specific safety mechanisms like side guards to prevent people from being sucked under the real reels as well as cameras and sensor systems that eliminate blind spots or mitigate them anyway the numbers to call 416-360-0740 toll free 1-866-740-4740 and we are going to begin with some resident activists we've got Andy Gort who is president of Sarah the South Eglinton Ratepayers and Residents Association and John Tarrano, who is a Safer Streets advocate and neighborhood resident john and andy welcome thanks for being with us thank you thank you so there were a lot of things that were talked about after that terrible terrible situation uh with evangeline being killed uh we even have a pilot project that is apparently underway but it it doesn't look like there's been any progress in what two months
2: yeah, yeah, that's right. It's, it's a frustrating, slow pace of change that we've seen in anything that involves, uh, pedestrian fatalities, traffic safety. Uh, we're, we're far behind the game already in Toronto when it comes to building safer streets. And whenever something does happen, the reaction seems like it's in slow motion. Uh, there have been some positive things that have come out recently. Uh, the three councillors obviously organized a very well attended town hall. Uh, They have passed motions at council requesting studies, um, and they have spoken out uh, extensively in the media about the importance of doing something and uh, taking action uh, to improve safety on our streets. But unfortunately, what we're seeing is, again, that the pace of change of actually implementing things is frustratingly slow. Uh, We're great at doing studies. We're not as great at actually building things.
3: We've we've seen um, uh, at least crossing guards now at many locations uh, where there haven't been uh, lights uh, there. But the pace of construction is, is just uh, relentless. Uh, we've had uh, since 2016, we're looking at 21, more than 21,000 new housing units being constructed. And uh, not that many have been completed yet, maybe 25%. Um, So we are already very busy, and we're just very nervous how much busier it is going to get and how long this construction is going to last. Uh, That would equate to about 35,000 new residents within one and a quarter kilometer radius of Young and Eglinton. And uh, the recent uh, uh, regulations that the province has come out with uh, planning regulations uh, called OPA, uh, OPA 405 and Bill 108, uh, have raised heights and permitted developers even yet more uh, development, high, more sites and heights. Uh, and we're afraid that we're going to get yet another wave of construction coming after this and that it will last well into the 2020s, uh, so that we're looking at a very long period of time of, of construction. And then just very high density once all the construction is gone with um, transportation infrastructure that, that we, we, we're afraid is not up to par to handle the population that will be here.
1: Uh, John, what kind of timeline are uh, you looking at? What, uh, what, what do you think is reasonable?
2: I mean, the, the timelines for improving uh, safety, unfortunately, again, are, are far, far too long. We need to really accelerate... Um, building safer streets, things like increasing police enforcement is something that can be done very rapidly. We just need to, you know, reallocate resources that we already have to ensure that the enforcement's in place. Um, but I think in order for this to be successful, we need to, to have all the different parties involved working together. As I mentioned, the three councillors have done a lot and have spoken out uh, very, very loudly on this issue. We need to have the mayor, Mayor Tory, coming in and uh, really pushing for change. And he has done some good things, including the construction management plan. We need to have city staff acting quickly to enact the changes that we need. We need the provincial and the federal governments because they actually have certain uh, jurisdiction and certain responsibilities they need to get their house in order and to enable things such as automated speed enforcement cameras in school zones. Uh, everybody needs to work together to make us. And by the way, this is not just a Young and Eglinton and a Midtown problem. This is a problem that we're facing citywide. People are getting killed. Seniors are being killed in incredibly high numbers. They're the most vulnerable. Children are getting killed on their way to school. Young families are being killed. And people just going about their going to work, going about their daily lives are increasingly getting mowed down on the streets. What we're seeing in Young and Egleton is we have we're basically throwing gasoline on the fire by all of this additional construction, which just makes the existing unsafe situations even worse. And we need to find some way to get a, get a handle on the overdensification and the overdevelopment that's happening at Young and Egleton. But at the same time, we also need to make our streets safer increase enforcement and, as as we mentioned, to also ban some of the least safe vehicles from our streets, okay. vehicles that don't belong on our streets, and ensure we have safer vehicles on the roads.
1: Okay, I'd like to bring in Councillor Mike Cole. Hi there, how are you doing? I'm good, Libby. So, uh... You know, we've been talking about this for a while, and it seems like nothing is, has, well, maybe a few very small things have been put in place. Why is it taking so long?
4: Well, actually, Libby, uh, just the opposite. We Record-breaking speed. We put in this construction management uh, hub team right at the young Eglinton that uh, goes in place December 1st. Uh, The mayor pushed it through, counselors, uh, Matlow, myself, Robinson. We've got this up and going where we're going to have a coordinated effort between the police. we got all the contractors in the same room. Uh, we, we've we got the cement truck delivery have, people. Have we, so already they're all in there on the ground now.
1: Uh, so has has this happened yet, or you're saying in December, which I guess is next no, week? Well, yeah, it's next week. Basically, it's
4: uh, the team has been in place. Uh, Stuart McGee is now the head uh, coordinator, coordinating all this. It's never been done before in the city, uh, and it's now basically in place, uh, and they're uh, meeting and organizing uh, with the official, uh, you might say, uh, kickoff, but it's already in place right now.
1: Okay, and uh, let's go to uh, Andy. And uh, Andy, uh, are you optimistic about that? I,
3: I'm um, I'm uh, reasonably, well, I'm not optimistic about the development, uh, you know, disappearing here, but I am optimistic, at least at the local level, at the councillors, uh, having put uh, all three of them, the shoulders behind this. Uh, and uh, we certainly will will uh, love to remind our councillors, you know, of lots of suggestions that came out of the meeting. Uh, even as simple as things like uh, sidewalks being in good repair. Could we, you know, we we don't get snow shoveling or sidewalks. Could we at least get uh, sidewalks shoveled this winter, you know, in the apartment neighborhoods? We're implementing, um, I think, they're implementing uh, something called LPI, Lead pedestrian intervals, where the pedestrians get a green light before it goes green for cars. We've got traffic guards. Uh, as John mentioned, uh, I think we should get some action on enforcement and, and getting cameras installed uh, uh, for traffic violations. Um, we would like to see some of the intersections uh, realigned, which are uh, quite dangerous, uh, but you know maybe that could get done within within a year we'd like to see uh, a vision uh, a vision zero audits um being done um and um so those are those are some of the spe- no some of the specific ideas another idea was to get a, a four way scramble at Young and Eglinton once that intersection returns to normal um so there are some you know some very specific things that hopefully will improve uh, safety, uh, but the background remains a lot of construction, and I think we need to get Steve um, Steve Clark, the Minister of uh, Municipal Affairs and Housing here. Uh, he calls us NIMBYs, and I don't know why, um, to see how much construction is here and that we need uh, some pacing of construction and so that maybe we should... Uh, get some reduced heights and uh, limited you know put a, put a cap on 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 development in our area.
1: One question before we have to take another break Mike Cole uh, we saw the police services board reinstate an enforcement unit do you think that will have an impact on young and eglinton I I'm assuming that they will send some of uh some of those people up there.
4: Uh, it's not enough. Uh, we need some serious investment in enforcement in that area. It's been uh, basically neglected. We saw this, the the data. Uh, the enforcement uh, has gone down dramatically. So we need a much bigger investment in uh, police enforcement in the area uh, because this is ground zero. I, you know, for for construction in all of North America, Young and Eginton is ground zero, and people can't understand that. It's uh, and then on top of it. We are going to get an explosion, thank to uh, Andy's uh, uh, mention of the Minister of H- Housing there. He's going to explode it even more with Bill 108. So we haven't seen anything yet. So we, we've got a real crisis, so we need enforcement, and we need to stop the, the enforcement of Bill 108, which is going to give us just incredible, uh, add more f- fire to the uh, situation there. we we just got to stop that from going ahead.
1: Okay, uh, we're going to discuss that bill after the break right now. I'd like to thank Andy Gort and John Taranum. Thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, Thank you.
3: Thank you thank for you. taking the time.
1: Okay, we are talking about the huge amount of construction in the Young eglinton area. Of course, that is where a woman was killed by a cement truck just two days ago. The residents have had it with it there was a big community meeting last week excuse me some changes are being brought in the mayor has put together a construction group to coordinate things that will start next week now I'd like to bring in Councillor Josh Matlow hi Josh hey Libby what do you think of the pace of things happening there
5: well, it, it depends what do you mean If it's the pace of uh, of uh, the development, I'm concerned. I'm also concerned about the, uh, the, the, the how our quality of life priorities such as social services and parks and some of the basic infrastructure needs are not keeping pace with that growth. And uh, you know this is why uh, i I hosted the meeting last night with Mike Cole and Councillor Jay Robinson. Uh, to bring our community together, uh, to give them an update uh, on uh, the provincial planning changes that are uh, exacerbating the challenges that we have because the Doug Ford government, you know, changed policy and changed the legislation to really meet the developers' financial interests uh, who support their government um, uh, and, and really ignored uh, the plans that we've been working on for many years to put the focus on Midtown's uh, social services and, 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 and parks and, and infrastructure priorities. So, um, you know, when you talk about the pace, uh, the, the pace of growth is outpacing, uh, people's basic quality of life. And I'll give you just one example. Um, you'll, if you look at, uh, many of the new development, uh, uh, proposals in the area, you will see a sign that the Toronto District School Board puts up that tells people that if you move here to Young and Eglinton, you may not, your kid may not be able to go to the local public school because they're overcrowded. They already had to take the sixth grade classes out of each of the elementary schools in the area, move them into the middle school because there was no space. Now they're having to figure out how to enlarge that middle school because there's so much demand. And, you know, and there are also significant concerns around water capacity and some very basic things. So what we've been saying is, it's not about like, are you, do you like development or do you hate development? It's about you know, however many people live in any neighborhood, their quality of life should keep pace with the growth, and that's why I, you know, I, I, I feel the same way as, as as Mike and and so many members of our community. Like Andy said earlier, that we want to pause on the development pressure to make sure that these basic quality of life priorities can finally, never mind keep pace, but even catch up. With the growth that the province has allowed for so many years.
1: Okay, let's uh, let's just take a quick call from Lynn in Sunny Creek. Hello, Lynn. Hey, how are you? Fine. How are you? Okay. Right, um, the trucks. You know those um, things when you have a those uh, staircases and it stops when something's in the way. Uh huh. Like a beep. Why can't trucks have them? Well, they they have them. Uh, they have those, but um, but this but the, this thing stops. Mm-hmm. So why can't trucks be equipped with something like this? Uh, there there are technological things that trucks can, and a lot of people say they should have, but they're not required by law now.
4: Yeah, okay. and the other thing is, Libby, is I've asked, uh, and the city's asking for these construction truck drivers, you know, we're talking about earth movers and uh, cement trucks, dump trucks going up our narrow streets, they should be trained on how to drive in a city. Right now, they have no special training, and they cannot handle the congestion, the pedestrians, the kids, as they drive cement trucks around the clock to these construction sites. We need them to have this safety training.
5: Mike, Mike, Mike is one hundred percent correct, and I'll add another uh, piece of technology <clears throat> that would really help us. It's called a flagman. <laughs> these these concrete trucks and these dumpsters, as Mike said. You know, they're so large; they're not made for our, our narrow local streets where many of these condos are being built. They very commonly will drive over the the, the corners and the curbs because they, like, yeah, they literally. That's how the rainy, Evangeline radio.
1: was killed. Well,
5: and and you know, when you when you think about how she was killed and how horribly was she was killed, um, it just demonstrates that um, you know, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to presuppose what could have happened to avoid it, but. Would it not be just reasonable to expect that when they have these massive trucks where there's low visibility from from the, 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 the cabin of the car that there should be a flagman hired by the developer and the contractor to make sure that pedestrians are not going to be in the way of these trucks going around these corners because um, it happens all the time? and it's unacceptable uh, you and there are very basic things that they could do to to contribute to safety.
1: You know there there's I'm passing some construction and it's on a relatively it's not a small street but it's you know not a boulevard or anything and mm-hmm. they put a traffic light in the middle kind of on the road and that seems to even work well, so that you know there's <laughs> the traffic light seems to work. It's like well, a portable why, traffic and why, light, and
5: that's why uh, you know we we have worked with uh, with the mayor and Barbara Gray, the general manager of Transportation Services, Mike Cole, Jay Robinson, and I. Um, uh, you know, and 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 we have hired for the first time ever in Toronto um, a coordinator that will actually get to work on both, you know, assigning sort of, you know, where these, these specific things should be changed and moved around, but also finally getting these contractors and these developers to talk with each other so you don't have all these trucks coming out all at the same time, you know, there's actually some thoughtfulness and some a cumulative understanding of how this is affecting those of us. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one of them who lives in, in Young and Eglinton, who, uh, you know, you you, you, you want to. You want to believe that you're living in your neighborhood, but it, but it often feels like you're living in 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 in, in these developers'
4: uh, uh, construction uh, work zones.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. you are. <laughs> and, uh, look, yes. the, uh, you, you know the. Real, Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. The, the
4: scary thing is this: is okay. It's hell on wheels right there now at Young Langensum. We are about to have this. Unleashing of double the condos and double the construction in the young Eglinton area over the next year or so because of the changes whereby the provinces basically made it a free for all for development based on their new rules which override the city's rules and bring back the OMB which can override local planning so Never mind what we're dealing with. Now. I'm, what I'm really frightened about is what the heck's gonna come down the pike when the gates are open with these uh, new easy rules for developers. To, I mean, as if it's not easy enough already.
1: Uh, it, go ahead, Josh, we have very
5: I can't agree more uh, with Mike. Uh, uh, we're on the same page. The um, what I'm concerned about, along with everything that Mike just said, is that uh, part of the part of the legislation that the Ford government enacted uh, will uh, will actually make it so that taxpayers will have to subsidize the cost of servicing um, the development even more. So developers are going to be off the hook for paying as much as they used to for things like um, the social services and the infrastructure. And, and we as taxpayers are going to have to pay more. So, you know, Doug Ford and his government need to. Okay, we, know, sorry, they, they I. They talk
1: about for the people, but. Sorry, but sorry like to interrupt, but. We're out of time. Um, uh, We will, I'm sure, have to revisit this. I'm glad that that construction coordination thing is happening next (coughs) week, and uh, I hope that nothing bad happens before we get to the subject again. Thank you so much to Mike Cole.
4: Yeah, thank you, Libby, and you should get uh, Stuart McGee on. He's going to be the go-to guy, and uh, we should get him on the station.
1: Okay, will do. Thanks for that. (laughs) Thank you. And that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today. Jane Brown will be in the chair tomorrow while I shoot some TV down the hall. And I think there's still some spots in the audience for anyone who's interested in that.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.